Hello, and welcome to the General Sit-Down. I am Frank Drebin, unofficially. And here with me now is Mr. Steal Your Girl and Take Her Out the Day After Valentine's Day, Mr. Flintstone Dick himself, Charles. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw the Flintstone Dick in there. I knew you were. I fucking saw it. All right. Here we are, back for the second of this two-part episode. Now, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding. Yeah. Now we're going to uh, cover Marvel. Maybe this episode I'll actually get to talk if uh, Frank over there actually fucking lets me talk this time. Yeah, let me... You, you, got, a little, you got a little chatty last time. Yeah, I mean, somebody was busy over here puffing magical vape juice. I was. I was fucking trying to... I was over trying here to... fucking being an alien boy and shit. I was very hungover at the time, everyone, because of sub said, you know, taking someone out the day after Valentine's Day. I've often puffed jet fuel too when I get hungover. <laughs> yeah, you put the you put worse stuff in you, so the bad stuff that was hurting you before is not hurting you anymore. It's it's a purge. It's a clean purge. Exactly. What I'd like to do is what Usher said, is you just get an enema full of fucking motor oil. But but five twenty. Five W twenty. Is that true? Yeah, you can't you can't do ten thirty. That's not gonna work. No, it's too thick. It's too thick. Or it's wrong and opposite. I don't know. I should, yeah. I should have said he got enemas to get his abs. You know, Really? Colonics. Oh, yeah. Are colonics different than enemas? Fact checker, can you go out on the street and figure out, and I'll also give you the third option of a natural one. Wink, wink. So that aside. I'm talking sodomy. This, <laughs> this episode is about, I'm going to say, rising fucking star that is fucking Marvel over the last 10 years. The comics... There's Marvel in general, because we touched comics on... comics more or less, but yeah, Marvel as an empire has become an empire. Yeah, that's a very fair statement. Yeah, they got bought sure. out by the mouse. They they did so well that the larger empire of cartoons they also... in. Yeah. I mean, it was conglomerated, and thank God. Cause... Yeah. Unlike the DC episode, I'm, I want to touch on something uh, that I think is fucking fantastic about Marvel. Um, is that a pun? About... Fucking Fantastic. <laughs> Is that? Did you just drop a pun? I did not drop a pun. I should. The name have. of the game. No is... pun intended. <laughs> so Marvel, if you didn't know, did anything di- fantastic there, Mister. During its uh, during its heyday, you you know when your Iron Mans came out, your Captain Americas, and and all of like the base characters, the X Men, all that stuff. Stanley and Jack Kirby. Exactly. Uh, back then, comics had a, a surge, and then there was a point where they just fucking dropped off. Like at that point, they just fucking comic sales plummeted. You call that the. Uh... After the war, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know why. Iron Man wasn't. Well, I mean, they was were he? they were still making characters and stuff, but there's a point where well, well, I think it was the Comics Code Authority then, probably. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. What What would you say that the Golden Age of comics would be? Not the not the old Golden Age, but when for you think Marvel? like well, for Marvel, yeah, yeah. Fuck me, Golden. It's, it's the fucking nineties, dude. No, no, dude. That's not when, when they went bankrupt. No, no, no. That's when comics had a, a bigger resurgence. That's where like the art started to get stepped up, and it went from being less of looking like a Saturday. Uh, it's not fucking... golden fact checker. When did when did Demon in a Bottle come out? Oh, that's Tony Stark, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah I Man. would say maybe that's a golden when they really blossomed together. But see, you bring up the point that I was trying to to get at here is that at one point Marvel fucking was going bankrupt. That was your yeah, 1979. We didn't, we didn't think it was 1879. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would I use a money denomination for the year? It was one cup of flour years ago. So 
Marvel went bankrupt, and at that point, they started licensing out their rights to their characters to companies to make fucking movies. You want to talk about why they went bankrupt? You want to talk about the Marvel Volleyball Edition? (laughs) You talk about jacked up fucking... Who wrote Deadpool? Uh, Rob Liefeld. Yeah. And can't draw feet and fucking disproportionate fucking muscles. Yeah, there's there there's a there's a weird art style. That's in fucking the 90s. scream. Yeah, very 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 <sighs> very roy, very veiny, very savage Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. And that's when they lost some of their major fucking franchises, like X Men. They didn't make X Men movies. That shit was sold off. Fucking Fantastic yeah. Four. That was also sold off. You know. Some of these to, to get Spider-Man. It's taken so long now. I mean, and those who were listening in 2020 know that, like, a lot of those Marvel properties have finally made their way back home to Marvel, or at least the, the father company. The conglomerated new Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it's a good thing. So It is a good thing. I think uh, we've talked about this in other episodes where comics specifically are designed to be threaded together. You know, they're they're like Avengers is a superhero team up like we were talking about last episode with the. Are they, though? They are. Because at the base of them, there are just individual fucking stories being told. I mean, they are. But the Justice League, they were a entity all together. Yeah. Like, they were all together. But I mean, that was just a collection of the most popular superheroes strung together in a time when. Things got tight, I guess. Well, but see, Avengers is is a fucking revolving door. There are very few superheroes who, one, haven't at least had some interaction with the Avengers, or also have been Avengers, or have been there since the beginning. Like, Captain America's pretty solid as far as being an Avenger. He's always kind of there, who unless he's the dead. original are? Like, you can nail down the original X-Men. Who are the original Avengers? Well, the original Avengers, uh, as far as I remember, is Tony Stark. Obviously, you got mm-hmm. Iron Man. You're Captain America. Yeah. Fucking Thor was in there. He's been in there for a while. Obviously, Hawkeye and Blackwood. It's honestly the fucking the Avengers you have in the MCU. Because the Hulk was part of it, too. He was pretty much there from the beginning. Okay. Now. The Wasp. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yo, fucking Ant-Man is a big deal. Cause, like, can, we the, put a pen? can we write Ant-Man and the Wasp on there? Cause he's there's a whole, the. Uh, yeah, there's a whole sideline I want to take on that later. Yeah. The Ant-Man storyline is so fucking much better. They did him dirty in the movies. They basically took all of the... dirty in the comics. Well, yes, the comics. He's a fucking beater and shit. But... Zero Chris Brown. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Ultron was created by Tony Stark and... Hank uh, Pym. Yeah. Yes, well, sir. Well, but that's what I'm saying. In, in the comics, it was Hank Pym. Yes, sir. He, he was the one who did that. He mm-hmm. was... Uh, Ultron was made up to guard the dollhouse, the sub-dimensional, very small prison that they basically kept supervillains in. Is that the one that Reed Richards uses, or is that different? No, Reed Richards uses, I believe he uses the raft. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, Marvel has a bunch of fucking super secret prisons that apparently every fucking buddy knows about all over the world in different scenarios to Illuminati 666 lizard people, Illuminati, they're putting fluoride in the comics. Yeah, putting fluoride in the comics. So, uh, the doll makes you nerds. Yeah, the doll gives you virgins, (laughs) gives you your fucking cherries back. Have you ever ever had your V card unpunched? Calm down. <laughs> Sorry, that's not very frank driven of me. Yeah. The dollhouse basically was a shrunken down prison the, at the smallest level. But he made Ultron to guard this because, you know, there's very few people who wanted to, you know, what what's safer than a prison that has no fucking doors? Yeah. And how do you keep it safe? But yeah, because you know, why would I bother guarding it? I'm Tony Stark. 
Yeah, but see, that that's Hank Pym. He was the one who basically ran that because he's the only one who had access to be able to get shrunken down to be there to yeah. be actually have access to the dollhouse. But, yeah, yeah, he was some motherfucker invented his own particles. Yeah, the Pym particles. But yeah, so Ultron, similar story, going to protect the world from fucking mankind, Ultron, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Yeah, best way to defend mankind is to destroy mankind. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yep, yep, yep. That being said, I want to touch on this episode kind of like we did last episode let's let's touch on some of the popular ones so we'll go with x-men first so you mentioned the the original x-men yeah what do you consider the original x-men the the first ones in the comics were uh beast angel gene gray cyclops professor x iceman iceman yeah yeah that's it that is the solid most people it took me a long time even back when the animated series was out for X-Men to not understand that Wolverine was not an original fucking X-Men. Nah, no. When did, hey, when did Wolverine premiere? Up here? 1974. Do you know the story about how the X-Men and all that shit got changed? Because it's a school? Well, I mean, it is a school, but there's certain, something that specifically happened. Jean Grey died. She, uh, she... That happened that early? She died and became the Phoenix. Her body was taken over by the Phoenix Force. I know that was so early. But basically, uh, Jean Grey gets it. The Phoenix Force takes her over uh, in the whole Phoenix and Dark Phoenix saga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if DC is nothing but crises, fucking Marvel is sagas. <laughs> they got a lot of them. Sagas, wars, and crossovers. Yeah, but see, uh, she dies, and fucking it kind of tears the team apart. Cyclops, who's always you know, had a thing for Jean, yeah. Beast, and everything like that. Now, while Beast and Cyclops didn't actually leave, Iceman left for a little bit. Angel went his own fucking way and became a fucking Archangel later with Apocalypse. But he had to recruit new people. That's where you had a, a change in the, like, because the original X-Men... Uh, the ones you named, they're fucking Beast and Gene and Cyclops yeah. and everything. They're specifically, like, set. They were the first team. They were the ones that had, like, the most, uh, like, connection to Charles because he's, like, he, he handpicked them, them the most exactly. to help fight with him. Yeah. When the new X-Men came in, that started the dichotomy of where the X-Men were pushing back against Professor Xavier. He yeah. wasn't just the authority. He, they weren't just blindly listening to him about it. That's like Wolverine. Well, that's in the 70s with the counterculture. So oh, yeah, got involved exactly. with then. Fucking fight the power. He but, yeah. became more of an open college professor with a firm hand over the school then. Yeah, exactly. More adults and less children. He helped Storm a lot through like helping her blocks. But like Logan was a full-grown adult when he came and started being an X-Men. Yeah, I mean, he nurtured those adults into helping take care of the children. Exactly. Coming in, yeah. Yeah. Scott's a real good example about that for most of his run up until, you know, lately. Just get this out on the table. I fucking hate Cyclops. All of Cyclops? All of it. Every bit of Cyclops? Yep. I don't care that his brother's Havoc and I don't care that his dad fucking flies to Starjammer. I don't give a shit. Or that his son is Nate Gray and Cable. Yep. Don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck him and his laser eyes. I mean, I mean, Havoc is cool though, right? I mean, yeah. I like Havoc. I mean, have it's cool. I mean, it's- Scott Summers is a dick. Speaking about, you know, his brother and his family and everything like that, that's how X-Force came to be, was when the first episode of X-Force was a Fantastic Four comic. They found a pod underneath, like, the Hudson Bay in New York, and they found Jean Grey in, like, a pod. And the story they wrote there, if you talk about convoluted, is that the Phoenix made a copy of her body 
and used the copy to be the Phoenix, even though the Phoenix specifically had Jean's fucking personality and memories and everything. But basically, she made a copy, so she woke up out of stasis. I don't know how. I guess she made a stasis pod, too. I don't fucking know. It's the Phoenix. So the fuck does the death of Superman get the rap for killing comic death, then? Yeah, exactly. So she comes back, and then the original X-Men recreate, and they call herself X-Force. And that's there until, like, Havoc and fucking Cable and all those people come in and and remake the X-Force again later on. Which is funny because, like, his brother started X-Force and then Havoc takes over being it. But in that comic run, uh, Scott and his brother didn't fucking talk. They didn't even know they were brothers. But if we're talking about X-Men, have you read any of the Ultimate series of X-Men? I don't, like, read it. I've uh, brushed up on, like, reviews and uh, comic stories and stuff. Just run-throughs and descriptions, stuff so, like that. So, uh, in the first couple episodes of X-Men, the Ultimate X-Men, it's, it basically tells the story about how, like, Wolverine is a kid, and he's there in the fucking... Are you in, talking about in, issues? Yeah, like, the fucking first one. Issues. Yeah, issues, sorry. Episodes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad. So, issues. The first issues, they're all kids. Beast is, Storm is, fucking uh, Scott, Gene, like fucking X-Men Wolverine. Evolution? Like X-Men Evolution. <laughs> But in this comic, Beast and Storm are together. They're they're teenagers, and they're together. And Gene and Logan are. They're together. And Scott's over on the side crying because he has the longing to be with Gene, but Gene is with fucking Logan. Yeah. So even just starting that way, it's like a weird spin on the... Well, Ultimate came out after uh, the the, the Bryan Singer movies, right? No, Ultimate came out before that. No, maybe. I don't don't know. We we can have a fact checker do that, but we don't need to fact check everything. Okay, then we don't have to fact check it. The Ultimate Universe is fucked up, though. No, I'm just saying, like... Well, no, our Ultimate Universe is fucked Like, it's, it's fucking Oh, weird. it's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's fucking cray-cray. It's all over the fucking place. That leads me into the next thing. I don't know if DC does that, but fuck, man. There's the Ultimate Universe. Spider-Man has, like, nine iterations. Spectacular, amazing, astonishing, you know? There's so many, like, runs that they keep going over. It's like, oh, this is X-Men Next Generation. This is X-Men this, this, and this, this. Yeah, so there's The Dark Knight, Detective Comics, Batman, Batman, The Dark Knight, Batman versus Batman. Oh, so, and so they do. So there's, it's it's just this comic thing. Of different yeah. Art. yeah, that's the thing on both sides for sure. But yeah, so the X-Men, I know we've talked about this before off mic and on mic both about the... X-Men specifically is like an analog for, you know, segregation and everything like that. Civil rights movement, yes. Yeah. They handle it in a dystopian future way uh, in like the days of future past stuff. Yeah. Where fucking Bishop comes back from the future and he's already got the fucking M on his face. That's where Cable is from, that same future there. Yeah. Where basically they've got so scared at one point that they're just going to start interning people and there's basically, they've made fucking super machines to fucking come and like, so take Bolivar them. So Trask and the Sentinels? Yeah. That's where the Sentinel program got out of hand where basically the something happened, if I remember right, and I'm probably wrong about this, but... Uh, one of those mutants that's basically like an atomic bomb went off in a fucking city and it basically prompted the government to go into panic mode and give Oliver Trask whatever the fuck he needed to get his Sentinel program up. That happened too there because that's what happened for Civil War was Speedball went off fighting uh, with the uh, new TV Avengers or whatever. He fucking couldn't stop one of the other guys from going off. And it destroyed Old Town and it set off the uh, Mutant Registration thing. Or not, you know, the Hero Registration Act. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a similar thing. That mm. that event in the Days of Future Past didn't go like Civil War did. It went radically was. left. 
Otherwise, you keep talking. I'll look that one up. Because if, if I remember correctly, like Civil War and like the mutant registration, like the Sarkovia Accords and all that stuff like that, they're, they're in the same fucking time frame. Because that's one of the reasons why mutants, they get put in internment camps because they're forced to identify who they are. And that's why Captain America was so against it. Fuck, you know, these people are just born. Why already put a fucking mark on them when they haven't done anything? Just because they carry the mutant gene, you know, there's just fucking no way around it. But yeah, I kind of like that idea of not the idea of segregation or anything, but the fact that like that dystopian future where it's like they're fighting vis-a-vis Terminator style. Again, the animated series did the whole thing where they had to send Wolverine back because he was like the only one who could survive the process. Yeah. And uh, basically, you, you're finding there's like fucking grave sites with all the, the X-Men on them, you know, because they've already been killed in the service and everything. And even the movie that came out here a while back where they had the Days of Future Past where they sent Wolverine back in time because he's the only one who could fucking survive it. The assassination of Senator Robert Kelly. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. Shout out to X-Men 1. Brian Singer might have got canceled, but that movie was aight. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked it. That, that, I mean, that set up your Patrick Stewart and your fucking sorry, oh, yeah. Ian McClellan as those fucking two characters. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, fucking that gave him his fucking James start. James Marsden. Halle Berry, yeah. Except he bailed to be in Superman Returns and play Superman's Cuckold. Who are you talking about? James Marsden. Oh, yeah. X-Men aside, let's, uh, you mentioned Demon in a Bottle. Let's talk about Tony Stark. Tony Stark, the convoluted monster himself. We talked about this on a previous uh, unaired gym that you might hear in the future where uh, we think Robert Downey Jr. played an amazing Iron Man because there, mm. was the, there was a parallel in his life that kind of gave him some insight into maybe how like this, this the demon would be. Yeah. someone would go through, yes. Now, while Tony Stark is kind of an arrogant asshole and is not necessarily the best of people, he had good intentions. In the comics, he's always trying to strive to make things better. He's just self-destructive. Is he coming back or is he... Basically done. Who we're we talking about, Robert? Andrew? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. He 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 basically said it in no uncertain terms in the last interview he did. He's like, listen, if they come back ten years from now, I might come back and say, hey, you know, they can do but it. But it's he, nothing that we should like rely on. Exactly. Right? Okay, he, so um, there's no hidden contract where he's still got three movies. So yeah, left they replaced him. alcoholism with post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, because that was in Iron Man three. He was yeah. all fucked up. But yeah. I mean, even in the comics, he did have a bit of that because he just saw the fucking worst of people and. If you're a hero and you're staring at the worst of people. And I mean, he was the worst of people. Well, I mean, yeah, he too. was. He just casts that onto everybody he sees and, oh no, well, sorry, Hulk. What do you think about the Hulk, just as a, as a character? Uh, Which one? Just any of them. The you're talking Hulk. about Banner or are you Banner. talking about the second uh, Ryan something? No, 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 no. We're not, I'm talking about Grey Hulk. We're not talking about Red Hulk. We're talking about the Hulk, the we're incredible she Hulk. Hulk. I mean, there's She-Hulk, too. You talked about Dr. Banner? Yeah, we're not talking about Abomination, we're talking about Banner. By the way, there's also a thing I read that supposedly because of the gamma radiation and him changing into the Hulk and how the Hulk has the massive healing factor when he's the Hulk because he yeah. just basically shirks off things, mm-hmm. that Bruce Banner might be immortal. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, they touched on it in the movie, too. Yeah. Like, I put a gun in my mouth and the guy caught it. Yeah, the, the Hulk will stop it from happening, but also it's like even at the old age, if you fucking turn well, into the Hulk... Well, what did it take to kill Maestro? It took... Taking him back to the scene of the initial gamma bomb that turned Banner into Hulk to kill him, didn't it? Yeah. That's fucking insane. You like the Hulk? This is a character. I like when they really apply the dichotomy of the Jekyll and Hyde perspective to it and how he... Yeah, I was just hit, thinking hit, that, yeah. Yeah, the victimized thing. Because other than that, man, brooding characters just don't fucking do it for me, for real. Yeah, well, I mean, and I can see that. It's not for it's everybody. It's like big fucking... Blah, 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 strong fucking tank-type characters. I just, It doesn't do it for me at all. 
But yeah, you you touched on that. Fucking shot him into a rocket. Like the yeah. the World War Hulk seer the run is yeah. fucking fantastic. He basically gets shot to a point where he has to stay as the Hulk till eventually his fucking hit and Branner's brain fucking go back together. Yeah. And then you have all the intelligence, not the goofy perma Hulk that's in the Avengers fucking uh, Infinity Wars. Like, Which is, I mean, it's not bad. Works. Like that Hulk in World War Hulk was not a fucking funny, fun loving, let's eat tacos. He was from a war planet that yeah. he had to basically fucking conquer and then make them make technology so he could come back and put a foot in somebody's ass. He wasn't the rig champion in a gladiatorial. No, arena. no, no, no. He was, uh, he fucking fought his way and killed the king and became the fucking ruler. Yeah. Got him a lady and fucking everything. Had a son. Yep. And then he came back because he was always fueled to that, I need to get back to Earth to take my fucking revenge because at the end of the day, the fucking Hulk's a rage monster. So Yeah, and they fucking shit. My friends shot me into fucking space. Who I thought were my fucking friends. And he comes back and doesn't give a fuck about the people who fucking did. Like, it was Reed Richards. It was Tony Stark. Uh, Namor. Yeah. It was the uh, fucking, uh, the Illuminati. It was the Illuminati or was it the Cabal? No, the Cabal's evil. Yeah, the Qual's evil. The Cabal's Illuminati is uh, Black Professor Bolt. Professor X would have yeah. been on it. Black yeah. Bolt, yeah, Black Bolt. Yeah, that Reed Richards, uh, Doctor Strange was part of it. Doctor Strange was part of the Illuminati? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeesh. at least for a little bit. He wasn't one of the original members, but he he got into it later. Yeah, it's just all the know-it-alls that think they know how to run everything. Exactly. Fucking Reed Richards needs to stay in his lane. He fucking doesn't know much. He covers the road, though, now. Yeah, he does, Apparently. yeah. That being said, I want to touch on the X series. Not the X-Men, but we talked about this off mic a little bit about the, I believe it's Paradise X, Genesis X, and I can't remember what the last one is. Fact checkers or anyway. I'll do that too while you go ahead and start talking about one of them. The X series, and like I said, we talked about this off mic, uh, is basically Susan Richards, uh, the Invisible Woman, she gets murdered. Earth X. Earth X. Earth X series. Yeah. 99. Yeah, so it was Earth X... Paradise X and then Earth X, Universe X, and Paradise X. Oh, okay. It was Universe and then Paradise. Okay. But uh, basically, Reed Richards decides he fucking snaps. Fuck because, me. Because really? Because it, it was Dr. Doom. You know who the writer on that was? I don't know. Who is it? Alex Ross. Who's that? He's one of my favorite artists of all time. He wrote Kingdom Come, the Justice Limited series, the JSA Kingdom Come version. He did Marvels. It was a mini series about how Namor first appeared to the public and how the human torch the android first appeared to the public dr doom and the fantastic four about to go on an experiment and it's all framed in this like 1950s photography panel style because oh, he okay. does really surreal artwork i'll pull up one of his while you keep going on about well then effects. dude yeah then you might like that the fucking visuals are beautiful in that comic he is a great artist so uh Basically, he fucks around, he gets mad, and then Reed Richards snaps and goes mad and becomes Dr. Doom himself. Ah, yeah, I can see what you mean. He decides to, I can't remember if it's, uh, decide to take everyone's powers away or give everyone powers. That's probably gonna be Universe X, right? Earth X is the first one, that's when all that shit happens. Because Earth X covers what happens on Earth and Universe. He makes an experiment, and basically he kills, like, a fucking percentage of the population. People with superpowers either get accelerated superpowers or lose theirs, and, you know, most people die when they can't do it. Captain America's super-aged, Logan's healing factor stops working. I mean, it just kind of scattershots the Universe, you know, the Earth, and then Universe X goes into the wider-reaching destructive of what he did. Because at that point, he was just done. He didn't so give a shit anymore. It says, uh, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards... Wears Dr. Doom's armor and inhabits his castle in Universe X. He donates an arm for Alicia Masters to sculpt in the image of Susan Richards. And the two are reunited in Paradise X. He becomes the new Eternity. I haven't gotten to where he 
what you're saying about wiping stuff out yet or not. Yeah, I'd be in, that'd be the... Earth that's the fucked up, like, give up his arm and fucking get his wife back. Yeah, the fucking story's crazy, but it, it's a good read. Uatu has been blinded. So, while we're talking about this, another one of those, we, we have uh, a very popular character who's made a resurgence. I'm not even gonna say a resurgence, because people fucking love Deadpool. Like, he was, he was fucking popular before the movie ever came out. For sure. This is a little good fourth wall break. Oh, yeah, dude. Shout out to Carol Burnett. It's done fucking well. That's the reason why. Like, the comics are that campy, funny, designed to be that way funny. And the movies fucking kind of, do, you know, follow that same kind of stretch of how they do things. But there is a, a I want to say it's a graphic novel, or it's maybe a series of comics. Deadpool kills the universe. Deadpool kill illustrated. Deadpool kills the universe. Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Yeah. That line through, yeah. Yeah. In these, basically, Deadpool is doing his thing. The all-knowing X-Men take Deadpool to a, basically, like a mental health facility, because he's insane. And they go and think this is going to help him. They're basically like, hey, you're just fucking insane, so, like, you need to get this shit taken care of. While he's there, there's a villain there who has been trying to brainwash people and kind of get them to use. And he thought, ooh, I'm going to get this superhero, this super deadly assassin that can heal and can't die. But through these experiments, uh, something happens and it fucks up and gives him a, another voice in his head, except this voice is calm and very homicidal. <sighs> and basically is like, you need to kill them all. <laughs> all of them. And then the comic series follows him basically going through showing you how he would murder each person. Like at one point, Luke Cage, people are dying around him and he's like, there ain't nothing you could do. I'm the bulletproof man. I can't do anything. He's like, unless you swallowed some micro bombs that somebody may have shrunk oh, down and shit. put in your drink. And then like, boom, a fucking explosion, dead. Damn. Yeah, fucking, uh, like, he kills Susan Richards and fucking the Human Torch and fucking the thing. He kills fucking Captain America. He kills the fucking X-Men. If I remember right, he rips Wolverine's skeleton out of him with a big electromagnet or something like that. Something brutal. Jesus. Uh, he goes and kills the Watcher. <laughs> uh, well, you're talking about fourth wall breaking. He looks at the comic panel towards where the reader would be, and he's like, who is he talking to? Is there someone out there? And each panel, he moves a bit closer to the wall <laughs> of the comic, and it's fucking fantastic. It's like he, you know, he's even like breaking the fourth wall, and the voice is like, yeah, kill all of them too. Like, <laughs> Nice. So uh, there's no rhyme, no reason. He's not doing it to like save someone or because something's going on. He's just... He's fucking insane, and he got even more insane, and it shows you that you want happy, funny Deadpool that counts his bullets and fucking rips his arm off because there's no way to get out of a bear trap, you know what I mean? Wasn't uh, the ultimate Deadpool more serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is weird. It was a weird thing that they did with him. I kind of like the cartoon Deadpool, too, the way that Marvel has the cartoons out, like in the Spider-Man shows. Where oh, he's yeah. like going around like, no, we can't say the K-word, but we're going to unalive people. We're going to unalive the heck out of them. Yeah, it's but hilarious. in the Lego games, the Lego Marvel yeah. superheroes, there's Deadpools. You can find him in the game, you know, doing Deadpool stuff. Is that Troy Baker? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, you know, Deadpool, another, another famous character. We got to touch on Captain America. You know, we have to. He's one He's one of the one Colonel of the Steve five. Rogers. Hail Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hail Hydra. That is a touchy subject. I remember a few years back when that whole run came out and everyone's like, Captain America can't be with Hydra. You don't understand. He's America. Americans are... <laughs> the, yeah, these, color, these colors don't bleed. They like, took he, our chair! Yeah. They took our hero! 
Yeah, people were very upset, even when, like, the run was over, and everyone's like, yeah, he was a double agent. Fucking calm yeah, down. Yeah, Marvel really doubled down, though, on the backlash, and was like, nah, this ain't an alternate line. That's Steve. That's fucking Steve Rogers. But even in the movie, when they go back in time, fucking no, spoilers. They, yeah. uh, he goes back in time, and he uses that information that he knows from his previous self to get what he needs. He, he knew that shit. So that just kind of... Uh, uh, nudge, nudge, look, fucking hail Hydra, you know? They they what, even doubled down that direction in the movie. What, what, we agreed it was a high and tight, right? Oh, you talking about the, the bush? Yeah. The pubis mons of Colonel Steve Rogers. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a one on the side finger length on the top, high and tight. That's what finger it is. length on the top. Do you think he gets it straightened? Do you think... No, you know, you do know you they were straight. Do you think that Agent Carter, do you think she runs a comb through it to make sure it's regulation? Like a flat iron? Yep. Some... <laughs> it's got a ruler and everything. <laughs> That's America's pubis mounds. That's the first lawn. Yeah. This... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about Carter here. Captain America is one of those, he was in the past, yeah, he's in the future. The granddaughter. Yeah, well. <laughs> Trying to get in there, but I'm he's got fuck a Carter. I don't care. I'll go to the future, the past. Whatever. Yeah, I'll, any any Carter. I'll fuck any Carter. The Carter. Yeah, Dwayne Carter. Better watch out, fucking Jay Z. <laughs> but uh, when he was, you know, he was in the past. He knew Tony's dad. Tony's dad made the shield for him to begin with. Yeah, it seems hokey now. I think they did a good job back in the day when they're just like, okay, we can't keep writing Captain America punching Nazis. Because they did that for a long time. So and they the war needed... ended. Like, yeah, exactly. At we... some point, Hitler died. Yeah, we need to move Captain America forward in the story. So it's like that's when like, he got fucking put on ice and everything like that. And he came in. You know, we can win the war without Captain America. And that's also where we lost Bucky, who honestly fucking... Steve killed Bucky. No, Steve did not kill Bucky. Bucky knew what he was getting into. He's fucking doing shit on his own. No, he didn't. Bucky needs to learn how to use a fucking grappling hook better. Steve Rogers could have fucking dove down and saved him. Yeah, because he has wings. Because, you know, Rogers could fly. No, he could have just landed on the fucking ground and broke the fall and still been fine. Oh, he's not that fucking strong. He had, he had asthma in the fucking he's 70s. He's strong enough that he has a healing factor comparable to Logan's, as far as drinking ability at least. His liver and organs repair fast enough in the way that Logan can't get drunk. Steve Rogers also can't get drunk. Yeah, the way they kind of explain it is that... He's got a better shot of just letting of jumping down and trying to baby him than he does letting Bucky fall to the jagged edge himself. So, from from what I've read, I and believe... this is the motherfucker that jumped on a grenade as a skinny guy. Yeah, I believe they explain it as ten times. Basically, the super soldier serum that Captain America did makes him ten times what a normal human would be. Healing, fucking strength, speed. I wonder who came up with that ratio. Probably, man. <laughs> probably fucking ant, man. Fucking yeah. ant. Um, you know, me out, guys. What if he has the proportion strength of an ant and still wears the helmet, dude? Hank, we're not going with the helmet. We don't care if you can talk to. We don't care if you found out that they stole all the graham crackers. They they stole them. But Bucky, I think that's one of the few characters in comics, at least that, that I I know and like, that where they took a character who was very much a sidekick. He was just the sidekick of Captain America. I mean, in the show, I think they were friends and all that stuff. But they took him and used an existing character and made a better, like, almost opposite of Bucky. You know what we didn't do, though, is we didn't take a chance to mirror that in the way that that fucking shadows Batman. What do you mean? With Jason Todd and the Red Hood. Oh, yeah. Bucky into the Winter Soldier. I was just about to look up. They uh, they are a pretty fucking close parallel. 
something from your past coming back to haunt you. Exactly. And sidekick. Those of you who know me know, I fucking love the Winter Soldier. I like the idea of like a brainwashed fucking super soldier that gets fucking frozen and then taken off ice, given some cryptic ass password like Rutabaga, Seven, Red Door, Purple Roof, Grass Clippings, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, activated. Okay. What well, no. was it in American Dad? Um, the Italians at the next table are being awfully quiet and respectful. <laughs> yeah. Seth MacFarlane has like an issue with Italians, I guess. I guess he does. But then, then he gets activated and like there are several assassinations like in the comics and fucking in the movie there that cause ripple effects that he's in the background basically being the Winter Soldier doing, you know, doing the Winter Soldier shit working Ooh. for basically a deposed USSR. Red Hood beat it to the punch. Ah, uh, was it Red Just Hood first? Barely. Can't say that one was in production before the other or not, but... Well, it's like the, the Deadpool maybe, maybe fucking maybe DC heard about death it struck. sloppily threw it out. Do what? Like the Deadpool Deathstroke well, thing. Well, Deadpool was a parody of Deathstroke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that was like a fucking blatant rip-off Slade there. and Wade Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, it's like your... Uh, your Peter Parker. Your son's D&D friends characters were all Slade, Blade, and Glade Wilson. Yeah. He's the Glade, the, the plug-in. Yeah, he's the freshest. The fucking freshest. Marvel loves alliteration, dude. Well, DC Peter did also Parker. fucking... Oh, no, dude. No, dude. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. But, uh, fucking, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Fuck, no. See, who doesn't fit? Tony Stark definitely doesn't fit. Yeah. Uh, Charles Xavier doesn't fit. Uh, Mangus Magneto. Nice Eric Lynch. Yeah. Era. But he goes by Magnus or Mangus some most of the time. I think that, like, the bigger characters, and maybe they didn't think Spider-Man. I know Spider-Man was, like, Stanley's baby for a long time. The the thing yeah. he oversaw personally himself. But they, they love, fucking love alliteration. There's nothing wrong with it. But we've talked about it a couple times. Let's talk about Ant-Man. Now we're going to talk about Pym first, and we can move on to fucking Lang later. you talking about running it, or you want to talk about forever? What do you mean? Chris Brown. <laughs> we're talking about Chris Brown now, right? No, we're not going to talk about Chris Brown. Now, Spraying bitches with ant killer and wasp spray? I, I Okay. That was part of Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Or Ultimates when uh, Hank Pym got mad at Janet. He fucking, she shrunk down to escape and he sprayed her with fucking wasp killer spray. Hit her with a swat. Real bag of dicks. They did Hank Pym is a egotistical bag of dicks in most iterations they have. It's Russell Crowe in A Brilliant Mind. Yeah. Or, a beautiful mind, a brilliant mind. Uh, a beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. Yeah, where he yes, saw all the, the patterns and everything. Yes. Yeah. Hank Pym's powers uh, include using the Pym particles to be able to shrink and or grow into subatomic universes. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, he could go shrink down to subatomic universes okay, yeah. and uh, get bigger and everything like that. So and the fucking helmet, the tendrils allow me to talk to ants, guys. You just have no fucking clue. You spent all your money on that, didn't you, Hank? Yeah. I don't understand why those two things went together. I mean, nobody questions it, but those are the two things that go together. Everyone's like, oh. Oh, you didn't hear? You didn't what? hear what happened to Mary Mary Magdalene, Pam? She was raped by a colony of ants? What? The ghost colony of Roanoke? No. I just... <laughs> yeah, that's why he's about? like, I need to gain powers comparable to a fucking ants, and then I need to get down there by shrinking down and talking to them. And then I need to find the one that took... My wife's life. The one they call Flick. <laughs> okay, that aside. Life. But yeah, I, I don't understand why like the ants was a thing. It's almost like they thought the shrinking and growing bigger wasn't a good enough power. So because they... Spider was taken. Yeah. Because fucking Beetle had already been taken by DC or whoever. Uh, Charleston, I think, owned Blue Beetle. Yeah. 
Hank Pym's another one of those characters that in the Marvel universe, he fucks with a bunch of shit. Like, there's a couple things that are fucking straight up his fault. Was he ever part of the Illuminati? No. That's weird. He's fucking unstable, dude. That's true, because he was all Goliath and Giant Man through then or some shit, wasn't he? Yeah, he fucking... He, he keeps jumping between Yellow Jacket and fucking Ant-Man all the time, doesn't he? Yeah. That aside, that's why I think they went with the Lang as the Ant-Man in the MCU, because that guy was not necessarily a giant bag of dicks all the way. Still wasn't the best person, but... But, you know, you're like, who would you say is a dashing rogue that seems non-threatening? Yeah. Paul Rudd from Clueless. Yeah, exactly. Paul Rudd. I mean, I think he did a fucking fantastic job. He's I not going to steal is your doing... daughter. He's going to steal your husband. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be best friends. Forever. Be... Yeah. Who's this slap of the base? Yeah. Who's <laughs> this slap of the base? I know a friend. His name is Blick. My dude loves to slap of the base. <laughs> Shout out to him. Slap of the base. Yeah, I believe that's a I Love You Man mm-hmm. with Jason Siegel. Yeah, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. Yep. That movie had fucking Iron Man's director in it, too. What, John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Fucking Favreau's so good. Yeah, he's the one that got thrown up on at his house. It's fucking great. So, now that we've kind of hit on Ant-Man, let's, uh, let, let's talk... Like he a- hit on his wife. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Avengers. They're a big name. You named off what we would call the the base group or core group, right? Is what you listed off roughly? Yeah, roughly. Give I, or take? I kind of touched around the Avengers, yeah. Do you know anything about the split to the West Coast Avengers with Mockingbird and Hawkeye and all that? See, I don't know much about the West Coast Avengers. I didn't get much into the offshoot comics of them. I'm not too fluent in it, you know, to be honest, because I kind of, uh, I know Hawkeye going over there with his love, uh, Mockingbird, and, uh, you know, then tragedy equals Ronan. Oh, yeah, dude. Ronan's fucking fantastic. We said our superpowers. Oh, we gotta do Marvel superpowers this time. Yeah. Mine, definitely. Uh, if we're talking about the superhero power I would like in Marvel, uh, is definitely Jamie Madrox's power. Multiple man. That's hands down. I've had lots of time to think about it. He is like my favorite kind of unknown uh, superhero slash vision. That no matter what they tell you, two mediums don't make a large. Nope, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, multi-man had the ability to like multiply his body and that you were like the prime one, but he could make up to an infinitive number of copies as long as he had space for them to spread out. Did they ever get to go sentient? They were sentient creatures anyways, but they all had that mentality of we are all part of a whole. There was never like, I'm the prime. None went rogue or anything or went fucking number two on them. The reason why, like, he was a villain before X-Force. He was on that Fox TV show too, wasn't he? Back in the early 90s, had the dude that had, uh, he was kind of like Banshee, but he had a scarf over his mouth. I want to say Jubilee was part of that group. Oh, shit, maybe. But it was a live action. Oh, you're talking about Generation X, is yes. what you were talking about? Yes. Yeah. No, he, he wasn't in that. But yeah, he was part of, he was a bank robber. He was in uh, that fucking shitty uh, X2 Last Stand. He was one of the people that fucking was like, oh, yeah, I just make more copies of myself. Said he had robbed like 10 banks at the same time. Ah. So right. he reformed in the comics because he was a bank robber. He was a criminal. That's so why that power? I really feel like, you know, not for saving people, but it would just make life so much easier if I could have, like, nine copies of myself. Like, nope, you're going to work. It's fine. I'm going to stay here and watch TV. You're going over here to mow the yard. Go mow the yard. Uh, you know what? Let's play nonviolent for mine. Because I have a violent answer, and it's it's Remy LeBeau. Just, like... Yep. What did you say? Oh, gun butts. Mm, time bomb. Yeah. I threw a handful of nickels at you. They're so dangerous. It's, uh, oh, man. So that's... Let me rethink real quick. Do the gamut, not the gamma. 
You don't want to be Hulk? Um, no, of course not. He's a big brooding monster. That sounds awful. That's a curse, not a superpower. Fuck, man. It's Nightcrawler or Mystique. It's Nightcrawler. It's teleportation. Dude, shapeshifting would be baller, though. Shapeshifting would be fucking baller. Oh, man. But she can't, like, Beast Boy and shit, right? No, but uh, she can only she, change humanoid her forms. humanoid, yeah. So, yeah, it's Wagner. It's Kurt Wagner. I think to short range teleportation would be fucking fantastic. Any range teleportation would be good. Like in Blink, Blinks wouldn't be a bad one. That can just Plus, open up portals. The way his works, he, he goes into one of those little Spider Man dimensions. Do what? He goes into a nightmare Night- dimension. What? Like when, a nightmare dimension? when he teleports, the reason why it smells oh, he like brimstone. That? Yeah, he slips through that. There's is that a, like Mr. Shadow and all that? Oh, and... no. Nah, this is like, I, I don't think it's Mr. Shadow because that's a storm shit. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. It's not that... No, he slips through, like, hell. Oh. Yeah, so that's why, like, the, the smell of brimstone anytime he appears, because, like, even for a fraction of a second, there was a comic series where they explored his power, and they said you're only in this dimension for, like, a fraction of a second in between jumps, basically. Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you're there, but as fast as you can, you know... Did anybody ever catch him? Uh, they did an experiment where they slowed him down. And let him spend more than that. And immediately nightmare-like demon beasts were trying to be on him. Basically, he's just barely surviving. And he dies. He ends up dragging one back with him because it, it grabs onto him and he brings it into the fucking normal realm. There's not like a fucking monster down there, like a entity that tries to fucking play another way to catch him jumping. No, oh, no, these are all demons. Like they're, mind- they're Yeah, mindless fucking murdering machines. I still uh, think I'd take teleportation, though. Yeah, dude. If I was going teleportation, it would be blank, though. I would like to open the portal from one place to another. Hmm. I wouldn't need to, you know, disappear through a hellscape dimension and then reappear. I guess I really wanted to avoid saying just Deadpool's powers. Just have a fucking a handful of dude, multifunctioning powers. If we're talking about my second runner-up is always the fucking healing factor. Just to be able to be almost destroyed. I mean, honestly, there's a whole sect of people who believe that that healing factor will eventually drive you insane no matter what. Yeah. Because while you, you know, anyone can get used to anything you over know what? time. I think since you said Blink, that really took the steam out of fucking Nightcrawler. Yeah, she opens portals, man. Yeah, it's Scarlet Witch then. Scarlet Witch, chaos powers. Reality altering. Yeah. Mutagenic powers. I mean, shit, you could have said Franklin Richards if you wanted, like, reality bending shit. These are way too powerful. Oh, yeah, he's fucking OP as shit. These are just so, yeah. She at least can take on threats and fucking have hers realized and shit. Hers are more shifting the world in an illusion and casting it to be real. Yeah. Whereas his is like, Jeff Goldblum in the first Fly movie shifting through teleporters kind of altering. Janky shit. He rewrites reality with a thought. So, yeah. He's a uh, kid from the Twilight Zone. So Healing Factor will be fucking fantastic. The I don't have to worry about getting sick because I can't get sick. Turning invisible would be yeah. fucking fantastic. Get it? Fucking fantastic. Yes, I know. Uh, fantastic Four sex That jokes. pony? Yeah. So, get to it. We, we touched on this here real quick. The Franklin Richards thing. Yeah. I've mentioned it a couple times last episode, but I think I mentioned it once this episode. Comic Explain has a whole series called Beyond Omega, where it talks about there is a scale uh, for mutants and their powers, and, mm-hmm. and eventually that scale was basically adopted by the entire, like, Marvel to, to gauge, you know, how powerful people are. It's like, Tony Stark, for all of his amazing suits and everything, he's, he's nothing compared to some some. Yeah, people. no shit. Yeah. The raw power that some of the mutant babies come out with, he's the guy that builds things. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no telling. I mean, even Thor's down there fucking on that list until you start, when he starts getting the Odin force and everything like that. Who else is on Omega level? Oh, um, let's Nate see. Nate Gray, probably. 
Uh, Jean Grey is. Mr. We don't have to is. stay like to a stick official. Like we can yeah. across. We're um, up, like. Would you call cable? Mm, cable's not no. But alternate versions. Yeah, possibly so. Well, Nate Gray is X Men. He's yeah. like what Franklin Richards was supposed to be, but Cable was more popular. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's a bunch of Beyond Omega level fucking mutants that yeah. Omega Reds are Beyond Omega level. For real? Mm-hmm. Super the powerful. Mutant Whiplash. Yeah, dude. No, the cartoon made him look like a little bitch, but no, that dude's fucking got serious radiation fucking powers because uh-huh. he's basically like built by the USSR and like nuclear science. So what about Doom? Doom. Doctor. Oh, yeah, Dr. Doom's over there because he uses magic. Most most of the magic users, unless they're, like, real weak, Dr. Strange is beyond Omega. Oh, God. Because magic dims the rules. No, Thor's not. Really? Yeah, no. Even if wielding Monia? Yeah, regular-ass Thor, no. Nowhere near. Well, of course not because he's just, like, a alien at that point, basically. He's not so much a god. You know, even wielding his hammer, he's not. Really? The Beyond Omega is how powerful they are in what they're good at, and then also how many, like, <laughs> variations of things they can do. There's a reason why Jean Grey is fucking on that list, because her power level's fucking off the yeah, charts. Obviously, Maximoff's Wanda is. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Scarlet Witch, yeah, she's would, fucking... Would Pietro be? No, no, he's Do you think speedster. he could be? Well, if Because they... go to DC and speedsters are capable of time travel and the reality altering. Yeah, I mean, speedsters kind of get the raw end. There's not a lot of speedsters did in Did you watch Marvel. X-Men Evolution? I did. Remember back in the day? Mm-hmm. You remember how they fucking had the final evolution of Alex Summers' Havoc? Dude, it's been so long since I've seen it. But basically it was a corporation was forming their full potential and they were offering Scott a way to come in, join their ranks, and he'd never need the visors again. He'd control his eyes forever. Yeah. Do something like that with Pietro, Weapon X, or whatever. He could be on mega level potentially, right? I I think unless he does something like what Apocalypse does with the with the people. I thought you were gonna say unless he learns to dodge bullets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pietro, fucking Quicksilver, as he's called, is fucking fast. But his father is also an Omega. I think Magneto is Omega. Level. There's no way he's not. He can literally break the Earth in half because yeah. of the metal core. He can change. The outcome of the reality we live in. He can't alter different timelines with his normal power, but he can just fuck up. The yeah, he's, he's basically he's form. Omega because of the power level of him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at one point when he makes fucking asteroid M, he tears a fucking chunk of the planet off yeah. and fucking puts it in orbit. Keeps space junk coming in to yeah. help protect him and shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, the movies did him pretty solid. Well, like oh, even yeah. in the first couple where he's just floating across the plastic room with the guy's iron in his blood yeah. to the stadium that. Yeah, in Days of Future Past. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, McAvoy he, is Professor. That is Fassbender. Yeah, Michael, Michael Fassbender. He played Frank. Yeah. But yeah, even like the picking the whole thing up and, and ro- so taking the cool. whole stadium with him. Yeah. I mean, even had time to have guardrails floating around him. Yeah. Pretentious MFR. In the first X-Men movie, when he's walking across that chasm and metal's just snapping into place in yep. front of him before his foot can make him fall, it just complete confidence. Yeah. He knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. Because his feet are magnetized. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, they're coming to his feet. I guess, also, in a way, he kind of has full control of his muscles then, too. If that's the illustration they always give, that he can have things rise to his feet, he can summon it with his feet. So if he has his hands cut off, he could still fucking... 
Yeah, yeah, he doesn't even need his fucking hands. It's so just a saying, focus. Like, they like, blind he can use him. his mind. But I mean, like, if he has complete muscle control like that, then that's awesome. Yeah, supposedly his power is that he can manipulate the Earth's magnetic pull. You were, you were telling me about a show or a comic that you liked that uh, one of the characters had full muscle control. Oh, yeah, that was back to what I mentioned uh, in the last episode about the superpower. That kid has complete control of his body. He can like, slow his metabolism, shut off parts so of his brain. Insane. Yeah. And that, so good. That oh. was the the adapter thing where they adapt to whatever hurts them. That was the my uh, my number one. If it wasn't in a comic, but you know, uh, let's touch on Magneto then, since since we're right here, you know, adjacent. Eric. The anti X based on Malcolm X. Yeah, exactly. The uh, renegade will do anything for his people. Leader of the brother. Yeah, you know, and uh, I always found myself when I was watching the animated series. You know, you have. Uh, professor x and you have magneto and they're yeah. always arguing about you know uh, what what's the better way to do it i mean and honestly can't say either one of them were 100 percent right no but collectively i think they and that's like the days of future past thing when they come together where it's like we have to come together because there's a bigger fucking enemy here than our yeah. petty beliefs well that only works in the universe because there is a larger enemy yeah exactly we don't have adrian Veidt here fucking summoning stuff in to fucking fight and collectively make people to fight for so yeah. Or do we? It's fluoride in those comics. You just brought up something here. We can talk about the X-Men. We can talk about the Avengers. Earth is a small section of the Marvel world. Like, yeah. they, they've made it very clear that just because Earth is where, like, most of the fucking stories happen, there is an entire universe outside of here. Ooh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Now, and we've talked about this off mic before, the Guardians of the Galaxy were not a fucking funny group of, you no. know, lovable fucking miscreants. Drax started off not even looking cool. Yeah. Gold armor and shit. I don't know much about Gamora and Rocket. I mean, Rocket's fucking raccoon. I mean, he was what he was. Yeah. It's QT kind of thing that wasn't meant to be. But Starla was a dick. Oh, yeah. Starla was a big was dick. A militant uh, Nova Corps officer, kind of, and then, like, Renegade robber kind of thing, but he was never like he wasn't Chris Pratt. Yeah, he wasn't Chris Pratt. Yeah, he wasn't Mouse Rat. Yeah, Scarecrow Boat, Jet Black Popes. They took a comedy turn to it, and yeah. we've talked about this before with superheroes. That like it seems like every movie needs to be a fucking comedy too. You can't just have a serious ass movie. Like Doctor Strange fucked his hands up in a goddamn accident and lost everything he loved and had to fucking basically reimagine what life was like. And then they got all the single ladies fucking well, I, the I, very I, serious librarians loves Beyonce. Do well, we I'm need that? Serious. Well, I'm in theory wanting to agree with you. What happened when they went serious though, Charles? What happened before the third Thor movie? What do you mean? The second Thor movie. I didn't think it was a bad movie. It was fucking serious. Yeah, it was just so hard to get through. Yeah, I th- the problem is, is how do you shoehorn in a need for the red Infinity Stone? That shit's liquid until you compress it into a fucking stone. They had to do something, and the fucking Dark Elves from Niflheim are fucking terrifying, Which one dude. did they start Thanos off with? Thanos, uh, he had the... In the MCU, yeah. I want to say he had the... Nope, the orange... Oh, no, he had the Gauntlet Forge special, even yeah, though it he was did. already crafted somehow the... in Thor's thing. But then he took it from the Collector, Del Toro. Yeah, he had the purple one. Well, honestly, they should have just flip-flopped one of those stones, and the Aether was just one of the ones the Collector previously had. Yeah, I mean, they could have did that. An Easter egg sitting in the back, and then... But, uh, I mean, I mean, Thor 2 came out before Guardian. They would have had to fucking backlog that fucking all the way back then. But yeah. again, they, they gave it a shot. The Thanos, the Infinity War... 
In the comic series, it's fucking massive, dude. It's like 35 comics that it stretches across. I mean, Endgame is a long fucking movie. Yeah. It felt like Titanic and Pearl Harbor. It felt like watching Hero Season 1. <laughs> we getting dirty looks. Yep. But yeah, it's a Thanos thing. Once sixty percent of all population to like you know disappear to, to appease death herself. Yeah, mistress. Yeah, see, oh, I'm and, sorry, death. Her only mistress is death. Deadpool. That's not a joke. It's not about balancing the the fucking forces. It no. wasn't about fucking it, it about making sure everyone can survive and have a better life. No, Thanos is a bad guy. Yeah. There's no there's no redeeming qualities in the comics. The mad Titan. Yeah. Mad meaning crazy. Didn't he slaughter his own people? Yeah. But I mean, how are you going to put that on Josh Brolin? Exactly. I mean, He was in the Goonies, wasn't he? he? He abruptly died in No Country for Old Men. He did. You know what I'm saying? Like, Josh Brolin, he was in W. He was. He was W. That shit there, outside in the universe, there's so fucking many things. You want to talk about the Scree and the fucking Kroll? The Cree and the Scroll? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There are two fucking races that have been battling for fucking probably you know, millennia. Let's do this, because I don't know a ton about it, and I don't know how much you know about each of them either, because, you know, sci-fi block. Yeah. How many different races in Marvel do you know of are the cosmic races, kind of like Kree, Skrull, the ones Adam Warlock are from, the Golden People? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't I don't know a lot of them. There's a fucking lot, though. That could be really, like, just kind of fucking... Yeah, all over the fucking panels. Yeah, sci- sci-fi it up. The Shi'ar were another one. That's the people that were basically like the tenders of the Phoenix. Right. The Phoenix is not the only creature that is that, and even as powerful as she is, as Dark Phoenix. I mean, there's still Galactus. Yeah, there's fucking of worlds. Galactus, who is just a fucking entity. And appears as whatever race it is eating their own people. I mean, like, I mean, you just mentioned Adam Warlock earlier. Fucking Adam Warlock. In the comics, it's not that the Infinity Gauntlet disappears after someone snaps it out of existence. No. The shit exists, and people keep stealing it and using it. Adam Warlock used it, like, four or five times. Really? Yeah. Because Adam Warlock was powerful enough to do that. Thanos was in the comics? Thanos, yeah. Of course. Yeah. They made it more sentimental in the thing. Even that scene in Avengers, where they're walking up to his farmhouse and he's hung his armor and shit on a scarecrow, that's directly taken from the panels of the Infinity War after he fucking snaps and goes to retire. He hangs his fucking... Because it wasn't enough for death. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's never enough for death. Oh, yeah, no. Deadpool knows that. We can talk about the better... Not better, but the lesser-known characters that Marvel, the MCU's brought in, like Doctor Strange. He wasn't a very known character. Well, I mean, Tony Stark himself was on a downside until Robert Downey Jr. took him. Like oh, yeah, said. definitely. But yeah, definitely, like you said, Doctor Strange. Go ahead, since that's, dare I say, your favorite non-dick character. Oh, no, Doc, Doctor Strange is a giant bag of dicks, dude. But how much of a bag of dicks? He's kind of like a dick like Dr. Fate's a dick. He's on his own code because he's on different no, timelines. No, he's, like so, he's like a fucking sociopath with the level of intelligence he has. He really? is. He doesn't give a shit about anyone else. Being crippled didn't help him at all when he got the fucking eye of a Magamondo Burger, Booger Booger, Magamondo Burger. I have Agamemnon, but... <laughs> Thank you. The time stone. He learns humility, but he basically gets told real early in his comic run that he is the Sorcerer Supreme. He is destined to be the most powerful sorcerer on in this no, realm. And, and yeah, everybody knows you don't give yourself a title like that without a high end title or a Fu Manchu. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, you know it's a Fu Manchu. Oh, of course it yeah. is on that one. The brevity in his life are when he shifts legs and the mustache hairs tickle his balls. <laughs> That's the brevity in Stephen Strange's life. The cape doesn't allow much comedy. He's... Not only a master of magic, 
He's a master of fucking martial arts because they cover that in there too because he gets trained on that. Master of fucking timelines. Yeah, exactly. He had everything. a spell for fucking everything until they nerfed him. Like I said, Black Panther is one that's he needed was very some fucking. Yeah. Until a lot recently, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to say fucking talk to Rick about this too. I thought Captain Marvel was, you know, kind of a lesser known character. Apparently, she has a very, very heavy fan base. A lot of people like her. I liked her way before the movie, but the movie well, was good. Switched away from Marvel to Carol? Yeah, Carol. I don't know if there was somebody in between. I'm not. That's not a question for me. That is a question for Rick. Yeah. Shout us out on Facebook, Rick. Yep. Add us. At the general said no. But yeah, no, I can see why, though. I mean, it's a female superhero. Need more of them that aren't getting shoved into a fucking refrigerator. The problem with finding lesser known characters in marvel is that there are fucking so many we can still talk about stuff that is bubbling under like moon knight oh, oh you fun. know what i do i, I got about i got another one for you we know about mojo and long shot yeah fucking spiral all the people from the mojo, mojo dimension yeah. yeah the fucking television show you know about me. all that yeah they're fucking great dude like that's another one of those universal things the collector is one of those things crying the collector he's yeah. like i'm gonna collect all these things and you're gonna go to my war planet and fight for me but yeah mojo dude it's like a weird outer space tv show that they just get pulled fucking into and have to goddamn fight for their lives because the entertainment of the other part of the universe doesn't give a fuck about captain america doesn't give a shit about the x-men it's red versus blue corner yeah, exactly. Like, you're basically fighting other creatures. That's like Beta Ray Bill, one of the fucking, one of the few people who can lift Thor's hammer and gets gets a, his hammer of his own later. And yeah, he fucking takes over the mantle of being Thor for a little bit. There's a whole universe of fucking people. Okay. And that's not even mentioning all the ones during the 90s that came out when they were just fucking throwing shit at the wall trying to get it to work like the new mutants and sub mutants and fucking new avengers and fucking new x-men and the uncanny x-men at that point they're just fucking throwing shit at the wall and then all the apocalypse and all of his horsemen it's sinister and all the stuff in the savage land most of those were just x-men yeah that's fucking x-men right there i mean that's not to talk about the fucking hydra or the fucking oh i can't remember what it's called secret but... wars civil war oh fucking... yeah fucking all of that shit there and like the, there's a demon in the bottle the thor's worthiness storylines the hulk spider-man no more yeah honestly the death of gwen stacy you know what that's not you even... want to do a little fan service what's that you want to talk about you want to talk about the symbiotes for a minute let them know that the knowledge rubbed off right oh yeah so, give them uh, a little love here. So my kids are big, big fans of the symbiotes, the Ooh. Venom, Carnage, Riot. Let me see if we're halfway through this Venom movie now. Are you? Yeah. Um, it's boring as shit at first. Oh, super boring. Oh, yeah. my God. The sound engineer is like, it's it's very interesting. I'm like, it's so boring. Up until he started, like, tendrils start flying out of his back. Exactly. When he became Venom. I'm like, like, I love you, Tom Hardy, but... Man, this movie's boring at first. And then it really got interesting. Yeah. And then he called, my dick ain't swinging. Tom Hardy's dick's not swinging. That's why you were I mean, I told you I was going to watch out for that. I I told you. I know the length girth. Page two, right? Yeah. It was page two. He was in Bronson. But I thought it it was getting really good. Jump. And then he called him a pussy for taking the elevator. I I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, the whole Venom symbiote. So those of you who don't know, I want to say that the symbiotes were a Spider-Man thing. Yep. They were thoroughly the spider universe. The black costume came from Secret Wars. Yeah. Which is a one of those events that you were talking about where you're pulled into different gladiatory things for whatever. Yeah. They were transported there. That came from there. I think he got retconned 
Jameson's son brought it back on a trip back from the moon or something. Yeah, basically it was just trapped on another planet somewhere else. Jameson's son brought it back. Basically the symbiote is an alien creature that like bonds with a host, but they are sentient. They all have their own wants and dislikes and everything like that, and they're from a planet of symbiotes where they're basically all living together in one big fuck pile, I guess. Big rat pile of just red, green, blue, black, yeah. and fucking gross. Uh, th- just... There is an actual king Ooh, of the symbiotes, too. So the symbiotes come to the Earth and bond with people that kind of follow their path of what they want to do. I'm pretty sure if I'm right, Carnage first bonded to a, like, a serial killer. Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Carnage, like, was birthday sexually from Venom, right? Yeah, exactly. He was yeah. a, the child of Venom. Yeah, yeah, while well, he was on Eddie Brock. Yeah, so Bonds with a serial killer who's obsessed with blades, which kind of forms how he uses his symbiote powers. He, he's more of like he manipulates his body into sharp objects. And Arguably stabs the him. most fucking non-Omega villain. Yo, dude, fucking the comics in the 90s for fucking Carnage were just the... Uh, almost just... unstoppable. I think he also shares what Venom has where he uh, circumnavigates Spider-Man's uh, Spidey senses. Yep. Man, that's just fucking vicious. So, Eddie Brock being Venom. Now, I know there's a couple others just from listening to, to my kids. Like, Shout out to Flash Thompson real quick. Yeah, Flash Thompson. But uh, the Riot, from what I can see, is it's a big fucking oversized, big like Goliath version of a, of a symbiote. Do they know who's in it? No. Oh, nice. I, I don't know who's in it. Nice. Also, shout out to Matt Gargan. There's a few. There's like anti-venom and, and, and stuff like that and toxin. and Anti-venom was the result of Eddie Brock got cancer from having the symbiote for so long. And then when he expunged the cancer, the symbiote came back. That's why it's an inverted color. Oh, uh, okay. It's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. But they're all the same carnage pose. Yeah, exactly. They're all just slithering, all teeth and tongues. Uh, yeah. Fucking muck planet. Yeah, that aside, we were talking about all these people and all these different things here. Marvel also has like a hierarchy of things that are powerful, like your uh, your celestials, like where the stones came from. Yeah. Then above them is uh, the, you're like your uber powerful fucking into the fucking universe. Like I believe the universe is a a person. It's like a manifestation of the universe as a whole. Then there's the opposite of that, which is chaos. And then there's the watchers, obviously, that watch from, you know, off to the side in their own little side pocket dimension. What I've always wondered, the watchers are the pretty much top of the food chain as far as because they're the narrators. Well, I mean, they are the narrators, but also they're not powerful. Well, it's not that they're untouchable. It's that they're almost unreachable in a way, right? Yeah, exactly. They're protected by their distance. How does the incarnation of death, Sentry acting as the embodiment of God, how do those work in? Those are top of the food chain. Okay. So there is a creature. Just to give you an idea of Eternity is the name of the creature that's um, the universe. Hmm. Above them is the Living Tribunal. Ah. That's uh, you know basically uber-powerful fucking creatures that are just there. They've existed forever and always. The Beyonders, which were people from the Living Tribunal that got fucking expelled. They got somehow got more powerful than those creatures that they originally started as, and bam, there they are. And then there is One Above All. Now, have you heard about One Above All? Maybe. I like keep mentioning Comic Explain has a story where they explain that in the Marvel Universe, there is one creature... Top of the fucking food chain, most powerful, can end reality with a thought kind of powerful, can't be hurt, and that he just randomly inhabits the body, he just makes himself a body, and has been possibly, like, pulling strings throughout the universe, just doing whatever. 
Under that sounds like an MCU. Yeah, exactly. That's a good old Stan Lee right there. <laughs> they, they only talk about him in a few comics where it talks about like there is a creature above the living tribunal and the Beyonders. But even then, if you read some of the comics here recently, there's people who will trade their power or do something specific to be powered with the Rune King Thor stuff where he has the Thor force and the Odin force. And then he like talks to these witches and gets more powerful from them. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, storylines based around making deals with Malbolgia. Spider-Man did it. Ghost Rider's whole thing is with that. Oh, yeah, exactly. The Hood. That's another example of that. He made a deal with the uh, demon. I don't think it was Malthazar. Huh? As Mephistopheles is the one that makes a lot of he's like your traditional. It might devil. be Mephistopheles then. I can't remember, but it's uh, who's Doctor Strange was the movie villain. Oh, uh, Dormammu. Yeah, it's Dormammu. That's yeah. who it is. He gave him the power, the hood, the powers. Yep. It's pretty fucking awesome. I like those deals with the devil things. Victor Von Doom had a little dabbling there himself. Oh yeah, he was deep in the occult. Doctor Strange talks to these fucking witches where you can sell a portion of your soul to gain more power, and he sells 100% of it and becomes a dark blood fucking Doctor Strange. Like, There's points where people can ramp their power up to a point where they're above those people, but these people are just like, they're at that level regardless. Nice. Who do you think's a popular character that you, you think kind of sucks? Fucking Thor? Really? Really? Yeah, in this common day and age. I mean, he's not a bad character. I like Norse mythology anyways, so, like, I like Thor as possibly what it is. I mean, I like... You weren't a fan of the Donald Blake stick transformation? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> lightning strikes and I, am a, I have a handicap until I become Thor. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like sometimes it's a stretch for him to be there, you know, in, in the MCU fighting with these people, you know, you, you know where Captain America stands, you know where Tony Stark fucking stands. You don't see Sentry rolling down to Lindy Yeah, exactly. Hand. You don't see, yeah, fucking Sentry who has an alternate ego that's fucking God crazy powerful. But it is what it is. I mean, that's a good one. I thought you were going to say like the Punisher. The Punisher has his place. The Punisher's like everyone's need to fucking take a gun and falling down Michael Douglas style to Did people. Did we record that, our sentiments on the Punisher? Was that when we tied it in with the Harley Quinn stuff? That was in the Hidden Gem episode. Hidden Gem. But basically... You want it. You need it. You got to got to have it. I'm gonna say Thor. Like, I mean, he's not a bad character, but it's like he's not the fucking bee's knees of everything. Like, he's just a side character. That was around during this shit, but very rarely, like, you know how many times in the comics, fucking Thor's basically just bounced out away from Earth to go fucking take care of other shit. Yeah, exactly. Other shit in the Nine Realms. He's got to go over here to Elfheim. He's got to go to Niflheim. He's got to go to Asgard. Like, he's like, mostly Asgard. Something's happening in Asgard, and they're like, wait, Thor, something's fucking coming. You're trying to destroy the Earth. And he's like, fucking deuces. I got to go. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Fucking Bifrost out. What do you think about Daredevil? Eh. Matt, 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 Murdoch. Old school back in the day. Wasn't a fan. I wasn't. But, man, these Netflix Marvel shows are fucking next level good. Do you like the movie that oh, Kevin ben, Smith made? With Ben Affleck? Yeah. No. Did you just not like any of it, or would you specifically point to one actor slash actress that kind of slowed Ben Affleck. Down? You think Ben Affleck did terrible? Yeah, and also the chick that played Electra. I would point to Jennifer wife. Gardner 100%. Yeah. Because Michael Clark Duncan rocked. I really liked Colin Farrell. Yeah, oh yeah. I thought that take on Bullseye was cool as fuck. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Ben Affleck's a bit rigid. Back then especially. Oh yeah, well. He always gritted his teeth for fucking drama back then. Yeah. Now he just kind of fucking does whatever because he wrote the town. Yeah. (laughs) Dear Devil, I don't mind so much. Punisher, I'm not not that worried about. But I I don't know. I just, I think if you're going to have a character... 
I'm not a big fan of these superhero teams where you always have somebody who's standing in the back that really contributes nothing but fighting force. It's like in the Avengers, you got Captain America, you have Iron Man, they're both standing in fucking front, ready to fucking fight, ready to do it, ready to, you know, solve the problems. You know, even Black Widow's doing, like, secret spy shit and going over here. And if there's a big threat, we have Hulk. Yeah, exactly. We have have Hulk. Do we have a middle one? Yeah, well, where's the middle threat? He's the middle child of the group there. If the Thor, where's your brother? Yeah, exactly. Who finds your brother? Then he goes fucks fucks off and goes and finds Loki somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Who would you say that's the X Men though? Really, say Colossus? Fucking Cyclops. He's not the big guy waiting to fucking go in. He's the leader. Oh no, he's the Leonardo. No, he's the one who wants to be the leader, but is just sucking D all over the place. He's been like named the leader repeatedly. I know he has, but that's because they people. For some reason, Marvel just really wants him to still be in the fucking MCU. I don't know why. Fucking Cyclops is terrible. I mean, it's a love triangle. That's why they extended Shane out in The Walking Dead. We can talk about it here. Yeah. It's fucking Cyclops. But also, if you're, like, talking about lesser people, I mean, I can't even say Beast because he is the one who fucking designed the fucking plane that's and everything. Yeah. To, that's why I didn't want to say Colossus. You can't talk about Storm because she's, himself. like, second in fucking command. Yeah, Colossus is fucking great. You can't say Wolverine. She does kind of. Follow the back a lot for some of those stories. I mean, she does. She's the heavy hitter in the background waiting. Yeah, just characters that... Hmm. See, I don't know. The X-Men doesn't really have anyone where they don't forcefully... I mean, maybe Rogue, if you're talking about the comics. Or... Oh, you mean me, Miss, Miss Useless? Or Remy LeBeau. <laughs> but I, uh, I'd throw the cards. Yeah. If you have a lamp, I suppose I could throw it. <laughs> Thomas Middle just playing Gambit on the Pete Holmes stuff. We didn't even get a chance to touch on Marvel setting their universe in the real world and how that affects the way it is, but, I mean... No, you know what we can do, though, is uh, in a future episode, what we can do is discuss more in-depth on the Marvel alternate universes, because canonically to Marvel, they recognize the DC crossover multiverse. Oh, do they? Event. Yeah, they they. it's called the Amalgam Universe, where Dark Claw and all that's from. We can get into that and go oh, deeper shit, into yeah. the Earth-X stuff, too. Yeah, all the we alternate kind of shoot-offs. alternates because we didn't really have to because... I mean, I agree with you for the most part. Marvel feels realer. So there's more characters to relate to and bring up when we're talking about topics. Oh, yeah. It's just... It, it comes more naturally with Marvel than it did with DC where we're talking about fantasy stuff. Yeah. All right. That is going to do us here for the... The second episode of our two-parter here, we kind of scattershotted Marvel there. Yeah, you know? but I mean, we also scattershotted the one before it, and that's what we do here. It's big it's all, game hunting. Yeah, big game hunting. It's all about numbers, not how much we talk about one thing. But that aside, uh, my takeaways are, like I said, I like Marvel. I like it more than DC. Both of them have their places where they where For they sure. kind of thrive. DC makes a hell of a cartoon. Yeah. Got on lock, lock, lock. Yeah, I mean, I've seen very few of the DC cartoons that weren't fucking good. How would you rate Venom movies? Since we're going to probably finish that in a little bit. I liked it. Probably like an 8 out of 10. Really? Mm-hmm. You give them more than Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the end, of, the end of the movie is really good. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it, it's it's got a pretty cool something that happens Do you think there. they tied in Morbius anywhere in it? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I heard theories, but you know. Dude, I can't wait for shit. Morbius now. That fucking looks good. Oh, poor Jared Leto. You got a second chance in another world. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. He's, he's gonna who, be who's he going to be now. in the MCU next? Fucking who knows, man. <laughs> Roderick Kingsley, the Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin. All right. Well, like I said, that's going to do us. Like I said, if you guys have any comments 
or, you know, want to generally just talk about superheroes, DC or Marvel now that we got the second episode out, uh, comment on our Facebook page, The General Set Down at Facebook. Is that it? You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we can have, uh, you can get this podcast anywhere where podcasts are sold or listened to. Sold. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. They're not sold anywhere. They're just really given away. I was like, because I'm not getting any of that fettuccine yeah, stuff. I'm not, I'm not getting any of that cheesy cheese. I'm not cheese. getting any of that Master's White or anything. I'm not getting any of that fondue, that fondue cheese. I'm not getting any of that dipping. I mean, dipping you did cheese. have some of that. How, how were strawberries tasting in fondue? Do we didn't need strawberries in fondue. I saw the pictures. You had the opportunity. I mean, we didn't, though. We, by the way, green apples and fucking fucking cheese dip is good. White person are you there? You answered it right there. Yep. Shout out to granddad. White people love cheese. What can I say? Yeah, my people love cheese. There's a good takeaway. We're going to go ahead and end it there. All right, bye.